Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Ruto, AJ, and Jesse coming at you live on a Tuesday uh, as, I don't know, it's still the regular season and we all just want it to be the playoffs. Let's be honest about it at this point. Enjoying our last break, though. True. The three days off was nice. Yeah, like this is, it's kind of weird because we just got a couple last week, but um, 10 games in 17 days and then the postseason starts. So we just get to like barrel right through this. We got what, two or three more back-to-backs to go? The three, I think, yeah. Yeah, going to be sweet. It's going to be uh, quick for sure on that front. Uh, the little bit of Avs news today, they did sign college free agent Wyatt Ahmad. 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 All right. Cool. Another name I'll never pronounce correctly. Great. Probably uh, will never have to. Yeah, probably not. I, the, look, the reality of this signing is – the Avs have nothing in their professional defensive prospect pipeline. This is a guy who graduated this year. I'm sure they got to see him some playing in the uh, tournament against the U and otherwise. So they added a guy to play for the Eagles and or Grizzlies in their pro system. It's only a one-year deal. Nothing too significant here. One-year ELC that begins next year. Uh, he reports to the Eagles immediately. And uh, look, I would say from here, we probably pass the torch to Megan and see what he has the rest of this year. Yep. Sounds about right to me on that one. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it, a guy that probably falls into a similar category as Nate Clearman is right now, where... Yeah. The abs have room on that blue line down there to try whatever the hell they want. So, do you think it was interesting when Nikki Lieberman went back to school for a fifth year? Um, not really. Like he was a senior, and because of the COVID thing, uh, they gave special right. exemptions to those guys to all have an extra senior year. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was interesting. That. Like I didn't even wasn't even on my radar, but I think his rights are still set to lapse this August. I believe they are, yeah. And I, I just don't think the Evs were ever that interested in signing him. To be honest, that it feels like a, a bygone product of the Heppel era that the Evs have kind of moved on from. So yeah, I mean, maybe I just he was an interesting guy for Notre Dame, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And... Yeah, there's no, there's just no, there's nothing else there. So. Right, it, it's the only. No offense to the other defensive prospects in the EV system, the only NHL caliber one right now is Barons. Yeah, well, and like we just don't know, you know, like Carmen hasn't done anything his first year in pro hockey. It, uh, things can change, but as things stand right now, the literally the only other guys that they have like that are even defensemen in their system. They still have Sergei Boykov's rights. Yeah, okay. And Danila Zhirabalov. Yep. Who had a down year, so. So, like, when we say that there's, like, they're going to have all their, their, what, five picks that they have this year? Four picks that they have this year? Something like that? Um, Yep. All of them, all of them, use them on defensemen. That's it. Just draft defense. There you go. Uh, draft only defense, move on with your life. Uh, okay. The main topic of today is 
probably the topic that you're going to be hearing us and everybody else talk about for the next two weeks. And that is, for the most part, the Western Conference playoff race. There's just a lot less to decide in the East that we can get into some of the positional races there if you all want to. Uh, But let's start with the primary topic. Las Vegas Golden Knights. Jack Eichel and a team of guys who, you know, we can start with Mark Stone. He's skating. They said he's supposed to be a game time decision tonight. Except for for them to actually play him, they'd have to put more people onto LTIR. Separate guys that have to move to LTIR. Yeah. So it's a really weird and complex situation that they're in right now. Uh, First of all, do you think they will go through with this and actually play Mark Stone? Secondly, does that actually help them get to the playoffs? I mean, I think, look, it's the last, what, a couple of weeks. Um, they've, They've struggled to score some, but they've also been, it's been like their depth, but they're missing the high end guys. And now, They've flipped. Yep. Now it's going to be all their high-end guys at the cost of their depth. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, ever since you asked me like two weeks ago uh, at the deadline when you were when, when you were like, oh, do you think they get in? And I was like, no. Deep down, I've always been like, yes. But I look at the math and I say no. <laughs> but something always breaks their way. Something always breaks in Vegas's favor to help them out. And right now they're getting it with the Kings falling apart. And so I'm just like, okay, well, they're, they still have to win the games. They still have to do the work, but I think that they're going to do it. I think they're going to get in and they're going to, they're going to be a a handful. They're going to be a problem for somebody. And I just think that they're, you know, they're just, well, then it also doesn't hurt. They have like the easiest schedule in the NHL for the last three weeks of the season. Yeah. It's just but like that also against Seattle, Arizona, Anaheim, Arizona. They Seattle. finish up. They finish up the three out of four games yeah. stretch against the Canucks. They they finish that tonight. Um. So you know we'll we'll see. It's fine. Um. I really you know do the, mean, they're like, good. I they're think, good though. I think they're good. I I just it, it's it's an interesting team because. Again, like AJ said, we've been talking about it for a while. You know, ever since this kind of free fall started, once Jack Eichel showed up. Um, and, and I think the general consensus among everyone has been like, we think they'll get in, but for like a month there, everyone was like, we think they'll get in, but they can't keep losing like this. Well, they kept losing. I think they'll eventually turn around and get in. They just can't keep doing it. And like, they just... Everyone, I, everyone assumed that they were just too good to miss, but they went so long where they were just falling. And now to your point, AJ, yeah, Dallas D- Dallas could have buried Vegas two weeks ago. Buried them, put them away, put them in the rearview mirror. Dallas sucks. LA is getting there the same dip that Anaheim got like a month and a half ago. They're getting it now. Uh, now no Drew Doughty for the rest of the year. Um and, and and so I don't know. It's it's just an interesting it's an interesting situation. But where I'm ultimately going with this is, I I really just 
I think Vegas doesn't have an identity. I think right now it's just a bunch of guys trying to scrape together wins to get into the playoffs. I really do, man. I think they have changed too much about that team all the way at the top. I mean, in, in five very successful seasons, can you ever think of a team that has made as many changes as VGK has uh, given, given all the success they've had in five years? There's a new GM, a new coach, and all but three players are different off of that team from just five years ago. It's just it's it's a very good, very talented team, but they're they they are they're a different team than they were two years ago. Even last they're, year, I was going to say they're a really yeah, different club than they were fairly, last year. Yeah, significantly. It, they, they just I I think they've got a bit of an identity problem. Uh, and I think that's part of what has led to where they're at in the standings. And now again, like what we're talking about is like, they are just good enough to get in. Like the players they have are just good enough to force their way in. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting. Cause I just, I, I think this team has a hard time figuring out who they are. Well, it would be where, where I think it's interesting. Like we talk, we we're looking at them as all oh, through the lens of if they make it and Colorado has to play them, but like, if they if they take LA's spot and they go their their path becomes through the Pacific. Right. Yeah. Like I they about take that. they if they get because right now that's probably their best chance to make the postseason is to take LA's third spot in the Pacific yep. and then have an Edmonton matchup in the first round and then a likely Calgary matchup in the second round or a central division team that beats Calgary. Mm-hmm. Like you're <laughs> that's those would be fascinating matchups and then they aren't Colorado's problem until the third round. Right. And if they get to that, then obviously they put it all together and Vegas is back and they're sick and they're really good. And you know, they're gonna be they're gonna be a huge problem for Colorado at that point if they were to meet up in a in a conference final. I will say mathematically all the websites out there still have vegas at significantly under 50 percent to make the playoffs notice that today but by far the outside of vancouver they have by far the longest yeah. odds to get in well and it's just they have more games played and they're the ones chasing so yeah. they have to they have to win the games they have to win the games and then they have to get breaks along the way mm-hmm. so like yeah, they, fake, have, they have they have the hands. most exactly they have they have the most out of their control, which makes their odds lower. But if they just win games, like the, none of those teams are going to win all of their games. I'd be willing to bet none of those teams are going to win all their last eight to 10 games. There are going to be losses that happen. So yeah. it's just yeah. going to be, I mean, this is the war of attrition. I mean, we, we, we aren't in this position of really caring this season, but we remember what it was like. Not that long ago, it took Duncan Keith scoring with 0.2 seconds left in regulation to beat the Blues to keep them from getting a point. The point the point that would have sent them to the postseason. And then the Avs beat them in game 82. Like, we, we've watched, we've lived this, we understand this. It's just weird to be on this side of it right now, where you're just like, all right, well, whatever they do, cool, good luck. It is just there. there is, and I think everyone in the NHL feels this, like you do just enjoy a little bit that like Tampa did it last year. Everyone talked about it. Vegas so blatantly did it this year. 
And there is just like a little bit of like, cool. I'm, I'm glad that you guys are having to jump through all these hoops to make it work. They're still a very good team. Doesn't change their personnel. Doesn't change that They're going to be a very tough out. If, you know, if they're even an out um, in the playoffs, yeah. like it does just, it, it, it's not vindicating, but everyone just felt it's really cathartic. gross. Every, everyone just felt really gross about what Vegas, the way that Vegas did it this year. Um, so to see them have to like jump through all these hoops and LTIR three guys in one day, just to be able to make one guy fit back into the lineup. Yeah. And like, if they make it, I mean, if they make it and they're the eighth seed and the abs play them and, you know, and if things go a certain way and the abs, you know, waffle stomp them and roll on out of there and we're just like, okay, well, it's guess what, fellas? It's not last year anymore. Right. Uh, you know, then you – is that the most cathartic first round uh, result possible? Is that, that you just like – you just move on and you're just like, ah, that – all right, we exercised that demon. We're out of here. Let's go. It's for what it's worth. Vegas has every single tiebreaker against Los Angeles in their favor. Yep. That is the matchup that Los Angeles doesn't have any games in hand on LA. They do have a two point lead before tonight. Depending on what happens, both teams play tonight. Do, so, do those teams play each other at all? They do not. They're done for the season. So, it's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching for both of them. You kind of mentioned Dallas as well. They're in the conversation, but have so, games in hand, have a lead. It's a little bit more of a tough situation for Vegas for the wild card spot. Yeah, so Dallas and Nashville in kind of the same spot at this point, with only a point separating them. Yeah. This this comment here, does anybody have any additional clarity on this? And now I know I know that the NHL, when you are LTIRing players, can request that they see not just team doctors, but physicians that are associated with the league. Um, I saw someone yesterday, and I know this isn't true, but I'm just wondering if either of you guys know anything more than I do. Um, someone I saw someone yesterday saying on Twitter, like, oh, you can LTIR anyone, they just can't play. Like, doesn't matter if they're hurt or not. I know that's not true. Um, but do you guys know if they go to put those three guys on LTIR, what the league's role plays? Like, they have to approve it. Yeah, unless they have reason to believe that they're trying to pull something. I don't think they'll they'll do anything, but they can request that he goes and gets confirmed that he can't play by an NHL doctor or whatever. Yeah. I do think it's interesting though, because if you put somebody on LTIR, like right, they're missing playoff games now. Yeah. Well, it's like you're required 10 games. Yep. Right. Even if they make it retroactive, you're like, that guy's not helping you the rest of the regular season. And they run the risk. Like if Mark Stone's back injury flares up, they don't get that help back. Right. They can't just magically act. They can't. This is not injured reserve. Right. Right. They cannot just pull, a, you know, put guys and pull it like having to put those guys on LTIR means they're not part of this anymore. And I think that's an interesting part of the conversation because 
any other injury, all these hoops that they've jumped through, any other injury that they suffer, they don't get those guys back. They can't just magically be like, oh, that guy's healthy. You know, right. like, oh, hey, guess what? He's a, he's willing to play through it. He can he can play. No, he can't. Right. They're done. And, well, and, and that's the and I, I think that that's that's an interesting wrinkle in all of this because if you know if we're to believe that Mark Stone always battled such a bad back injury, if he goes out and I was, if he has a if he has any kind of an issue here, you're talking like they they don't get these guys, they don't get these guys. Their their, their depth is gone permanently. Right. right. Well, and, 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 so and if you lose Mark Stone, then your depth is gone, and your now Mark Stone is gone, and now Pat, you know, whatever, whoever, like they, they have, there's no recourse for them at this point. This well, is the team that has to make the playoffs. So, so you you mentioned the you know the Mark Stone thing. We've been led to believe, oh, it's this brutal back. He just he the All Star game didn't bother him, but oh, regular season games are just insufferable for his back. He can't. We're shutting him down. Shut him down to the playoffs. Does this not kind of poke a huge hole in the story that they kind of fed everyone? I mean, we (laughs) born at night, but not last night, buddy. Like, like we're all, we all understand the situation here. This has never been on a, on the up and up from day one. It never has been. And the only people that want to pretend like it has been are Vegas fans who don't think that they're precious, whatever, do such a thing. And they are, and they make they maybe they get away with it, but it's gonna take some work. Yeah, and I just it's it's an, it's interesting to see their perspective, where they are right now, and how hard they're having to work. And like you're just hoping, you're just hoping that you get into some games, and these guys that have had success together, put it all together for 10, 10 games just to get there. Even if they get there at this point, they're gonna have to have played such high intensity hockey that once you get four or five games into a series, if they're in a 2-2 series, like, I'm curious to see if they don't just run out of gas at some point. Yeah. Well, and then and then there's the Robin Leonard. Is he? How hurt is he? What's going on with him? Yeah. He's always, every, it seems like once a week, we he re-injures himself at practice, and it's like, this could be the end of Robin Leonard, and then he just carries on, and you're just like, I, I don't know what the hell is going on with anything injury related with that guy anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, sorry. Go ahead. We'll go talk ahead. more about the goalies and otherwise in a little bit, but if you were not born last night, you got to get in on the DraftKings deal going on right now. Go over there. Use code DNVR when you sign up and all you have to do is bet $5 on the NBA playoffs and DraftKings is giving you $150 in free bets. You don't even have to win your $5 bet. You just have to place it, and you get $150 in free bets. So jump over there. Go to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook to get in on that. Then you can bet on whatever you want. If you want to bet on the abs to win the cup, you can go that route. If you're the guy in our chat who is convinced that the abs are bad, uh, you can bet all your money on Roman Yossi to win the Norris or something, I guess. Go, go nuts. Whatever you want to bet on. Take it with your $150 in free bets all the way over. But I was going to ask you, AJ, what what is that in your hat? Was it just it was it just like tags up there? Yeah, it's just a tag. Okay, it looked like it was connected to the thing up here. 
on the top of your hat. All right. Just a tick. I actually right. need to rip that one out because it's just obnoxiously large. There you go. Tag problems. Uh, <laughs> go over to DraftKings. You don't need any tags there. It's all digital. Uh, use that DNVR code. Show off the Ferrari hat because right. nothing's stopping Leclerc this year, it would seem, except for Ferrari. That's the only people that can stop him. Uh, <laughs> uh, over at DraftKings, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And then, when you win a bunch of money, go buy a round for people at the DNVR bar of some Breck Brew. Uh, eight different kinds on tap down at the bar. Of course, dozens of flavors that you can find at your local liquor store. Use their Breck Beer Locator online at a local store near you. There's also going to be plenty of Breck Brew available on Party Bus Day on the 16th. So uh, come prepared to drink some Breck Brew if you're going on the Party Bus and are of legal age to do so. Yeah, we just had our... Uh like prep meeting yep. for it. And it uh, sounds like you guys are going to be drinking a lot. a lot. The the you guys of like everybody on the buses that are going and getting to experience all of this. I, I get to once again, be the victim of FOMO here. So I think it's happening on a Saturday for sure. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it's going to be a great time. Yeah. Should be a blast. And it should be an awesome hockey game. Yeah. Right. Carolina abs. Should it's be. like one of the last few on the regular season schedule that I'm like looking forward yeah, this to. This is actually a good game. Yeah. Right. I, there, are, there are three that I'm looking, or sorry, four that I've left on the schedule that I'm looking forward to, and three of them happen this week or in a row, I should say. Because <laughs> I really want the Devils again. I don't know why. I just really want to see how that game goes, um, even though the Avs are getting them in the same situation on a Sega Baba with the Devils not playing the night before. So both games like that, uh, the Hurricanes game, the Caps game, and then Minnesota at the end of the season. Caps, yeah, it's always we were talking about it in the press box, uh, whatever that was last week, two weeks ago. That like when Pittsburgh came to town, it's always good to see Crosby live. Same thing with Ovechkin, especially yeah. now near the end of their careers. Don't know how many more shots you're going to get. So no, that uh, Washington is another one. I stand corrected on my list of one. I do have at least two. Yeah, I'm go. getting to see Obi live is cool because you're just like freak. I feel the I, you say that, but then also in the back of my head, I'm like that dude could play for like six more years. <laughs> yeah, but you, I just I get worried. I was happy when he signed the five year deal because I got worried that he was going to do the Datsuk thing. Go back. Oh, to Russia, I still have yeah. a couple years left. I'm going to go play in this noticeably shittier league, and it's like, <laughs> yep, so, yeah. still could, still could, still could. Um, okay. Getting back into the playoff race. I do want to talk about the goaltending conversation because you have Robin Leonard questionable for Vegas. And then who really knows after that for LA, you have Jonathan quick and Cal Peterson, neither of which have really played particularly well of late quick. Okay on his season numbers, but nothing super impressive. And if you want to bring in the Dallas side of this conversation, they're still kind of writing, uh, you know, how real is this from Jake Ottinger and a, a surprising resurgence from Braden Holtby. So 
whose goaltending do you feel the best about right now? I guess Nashville's. Like, yeah, well, I'm assuming Nashville's like, gonna make it. Like, like they're they're in the best position uh, to make it, and they're the one that I feel the best about. So excluding um, Nashville, because we all know you're a Soros fanboy. Yeah, but I mean, it's not even it's not even just those teams, right? You look all throughout the West, Colorado and Calgary. No conversation there. You got Markstrom, you got Kemper. You're good, right? Yeah. Like you're you're set. Literally, every other team down this list yep. is a conversation. Who's the starter in game one for Minnesota? Like you went and got Flurry. I assume it's Flurry, but <laughs> you broke your mic. Well, you fixed your mic. There it is. Yeah. So like you you go and get Flurry to be the guy, right? But he hadn't really played particularly well for you yet. Yeah. Um, so I still think that I'm leaving that door open. Well, and Cam Talbot has played at at bare minimum, an equivalent level of flurry in in the last couple of weeks while they've both been in Minnesota. So yeah. So it's, who do you go with there? Yep. I see. Go ahead. I just don't know how they don't go with flurry given. They will. They actively chased him down, but yeah, yeah, I don't know how confident you are in it, and and that's maybe one of the more confident teams down the down the West with St. Louis behind them. Are they gonna just start Huso in the playoffs? That's the thing. Like, are you just gonna sit Jordan Bennington and be like, all right, well, the 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 we're only here because of Ville Huso. Jordan Bennington's been increasingly bad for us. I I feel like St. Louis is going to be whoever it is has a really short leash. They'll pick one. And it'll just be a, it's, it's yours until it's not. And it may not be halfway through the second period kind of thing. Yeah. It should be who. So everyone, everyone, definitely everyone on this podcast, if not most people in the NHL community saw that Bennington contract went (laughs) 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 like, It was so obvious how bad of a deal that was the day they signed it. And what is this now? A year and a half later, it's like, oh, this is the first he year might of be it. losing his shut. shut yeah, up. this is because he signed it. It was an extent. It didn't start right away. So this yep. is year one of it. It's I believe brutal for Saint six Louis. Years, correct? Six <clears> yeah, six. six. Right? Yeah, it was six by six. Um, just, just bad, bad management, dude. Like that's. That's just that's just really bad asset management. Yeah, I I definitely don't think they had to pay him six by six. That's for sure. So, but you keep going down the list. Edmonton, who's yep. your game one starter at Edmonton? Like it's Miko Koskinen, right? Connor David. It's Miko, like it's Miko Koskinen with like a, you're talking about a short leash. Both yeah. Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen are going to have you give up two goals in the first period, and he's going to get twitchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then LA, like we talked about LA, and then in Dallas, you're you like Jake Ottinger has kind of been the dude down the stretch yep. here for them. Like he's the guy that's that's been playing most of these games. And his numbers are good, not great. Yeah, like he's he's having a solid year. You expect Jake Ottinger to be a really solid goaltender for them moving forward, but right now, are you trusting him in the postseason? Like, what's that leash look like? And then in Vegas, you're just like, well, we have to hope that Leonard is healthy because Brassois is not. Yep. And well, Logan, he's, like he's, Logan Thompson, just hasn't like he's not ready yet. I think he's gonna be good. 
He's just not ready. Also, Brissois is one of the guys that they would have to LTIR to get Mark Stone back in the lineup. So you you don't even have him as an option for your first two games. I thought he was already on there. I don't but know. I think he's I think he's I think been he's like IR. I think, I think yeah, he's... you might be right. Um, but I think, I think he was backdated. Uh, yeah, I think I think he was like hurt enough that it was like I don't know that this is gonna matter. Right, right. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, that's a great point. But 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 it just it does just kind of factor back into that goaltending conversation of like you don't even have him as a fallback if Robin Leonard goes out and gets yeah. hurt in game one or something like that. Yeah, serious. Well, and like oh, you know what if Rob, what if Robin Leonard's just bad to start a series. That's, no option B, yeah. You know, because like Logan Logan Thompson's numbers are going to be artificially good because they have not played good teams. And then you get into the postseason and you're like, okay, well, if you have to be the guy, you're getting Edmonton, Calgary, or Colorado in round one. <laughs> Some of the highest scoring players in the league, no matter which way you chop it. Yeah. All uh, right. Like, sure, sure hope you're up for this. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it, it's so funny because as you're sitting here going through it, I hadn't really thought about it much. But I mean, like that's one, that's kind of how we ended up with this like huge mass of teams at the bottom yeah. of the West. It's a whole lot of mediocrity at the most important like, position. You can and, even take yeah. it outside the playoffs. Winnipeg has not gotten a great year from Hellebuck. It, for, I'm pushing back just just a touch on this. Gotten better in the last six weeks. He's been he's been good this year, but they needed great, and they didn't get it. And the funny thing is, though, is that it's they got not exactly what I said. They got great out of Comrie. <laughs> yeah, like Connor, because like Connor Hellebuck, he's had a good year, and it's just. He's, I think that if you want to talk about a guy that got overworked, which is weird because Comrie has been a good backup this year. You look at the job that they did with that, that, that Comrie has done for them. And you're like, they would, there was no way they would have thought he was playing as well as he did this year coming into it. They were just praying like that was a, that was a moonshot. Right. Yep. And they got lucky, but then you do you do look at like Hellebuck and they just he just it wasn't that elite level. Look, look yeah. at the Avs game the, the last weekend, like yep. those the Burakovsky and Eric Johnson goals. You lose your lead because your elite goaltender sees two pucks and he just doesn't get to them from distance. Like okay, and, and the list goes on. I guess Vancouver has gotten a pretty good year out of Demko, but yeah. besides that. John Gibson has not been very good this year. Uh, I again, I, again, I guess San Jose has done better than Martin Jones, sort of, but it's not very hard. Yeah, like no one's betting on James Reimer to really be the guy. I don't think they're clearly not. They went and got cacking him. Man, he's been terrible for them so far, but. <laughs> uh, Anyway, just to, to reinforce the point, obviously Seattle with uh, the whole Grubauer situation there, there's a lot of teams in the West that are going, what is going on with our goalies? And, yeah. and, and only a couple of them, and, and they're honestly, they're non-playoff teams. There are a couple of the teams you just listed, Rudo, are, are they have what most would consider to be a good goaltender who just underperformed. 
yeah. John Gibson, Connor Hellebuck. I, I, I would, I throw Philip Grubauer in there. Yeah. He's not this bad. Um, really? Right. You would put Philip Grubauer in there as an underperformer? This year? <laughs> the yeah. worst goalie in the league? Oh, How did oh, oh. Happen? No, 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 no. I, I meant, I meant in terms of someone who most would consider to be pretty good, but underperforming, not just that he's underperforming. Yeah. That's a given. Oh my uh, God, dude. I still can't <laughs> believe it hasn't gotten better. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like waiting for like the somebody to look up and be like, oh, hey, very quietly, Philip Grubauer's been really good for the last three weeks. Yeah. It just didn't happen. It didn't happen. Same here. I, I just, I kept waiting for him to, I, I'm not going to repeat everything you just said, but same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it just kept on waiting because it was like, I remember what it was like in Colorado. And like defensively, that Kraken team just is not that bad in front of him. Yeah, there's no, they're just not that bad. I mean, they're worse now after the deadline, but yeah. But then you go and you look at his last five starts, and you're still looking at a bunch of sub nine hundreds, and you're just like, right. yeah, it's it's bad. It it helps him that it helps Grubauer and Grubauer alone that Chris Drieger has also been bad. Yeah, yeah, not quite as bad, but bad. Yeah, so like that helps him a little bit. Be like, ah, oh, see, it's not just me, but. Um, but out, so outside of those three non-playoff teams who had good goaltenders who did not play well this year, outside of Calgary, Colorado, and, and I don't know, Vancouver, maybe just because Demko has had a good year. It is hard to find, forget elite goaltending, but just like solid goaltending in the West. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you, you look at, okay, moving forward. Like what are who are what's the confidence in any of those teams at that position right. until until Kemper gets a deal? Colorado's not on that list. Yeah, you have you have questions about what's going to happen in Minnesota beyond this year at the position. You don't know. Um, you know they've got a young young guy in Jesper Wallstead that is kind of a stud. Let's see, but St. Louis has a problem. Because they have to pay Ville Husso and they're paying like crazy for Jordan Bennington. So I they've got to walk. They've got to figure that he's an RFA. So he's got, he... yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be issues there. So St. Louis has got a, St. Louis has a, no, he is a UFA. Yeah, I was say. He's a year older than I thought he was. I thought he was 26 yeah. still. Yeah, All I was, right. was going to say, yeah, yeah, he's going to walk. He's dude. he's a UFA. That's a really big problem for them. I mean, this, <laughs> the conversation even extends into some of the more settled teams like Nashville. Yes, they have Saros locked up, but they have an Askarov waiting in the wings to come over at some point. Yeah, but that Saros is like a, that's a rock steady, solid starter that you can just let the kid develop. Mm-hmm. And like whenever that guy, like they Nashville, Nashville's probably in the best position because they have today's question answered and tomorrow's question answered. Right. When they try to make that transition, things this will get a lot more interesting. But until they're forced to, they've got a the the ideal setup. Basically, everybody else has a problem. Edmonton mm-hmm. has no answer, and a, some of these teams are capped out. Like Vegas is stuck with Leonard, which you know, he's still a pretty good goalie, so it's not, like, stuck with. It's got a way this more year, negative connotation. This year gives you some pause in terms of his health, though. Sure, but he's always battled injuries. He's a guy who's battled injuries for a long time. So, like, right. you just need a good you just need a good backup behind him, and Brassois has been a solid backup in his career. He just also got hurt. It's... But, yeah, you do, like, you do look down the list, and, and you get to the bottom. You get to San Jose, Chicago, 
Arizona, like there's no answers here, but there's throughout the conference, major question marks and at this position. Not like the only teams that aren't hurtling toward cap problems. There are San Jose, Seattle, Nashville, who they've kind of already solved the position and Anaheim who's stuck with John Gibson until they decide they want to move him. I hope, I hope he gets to like play in the playoffs. John again, John Gibson is I he's been so good in his career. Yeah, I I mean I think if you moved him off the ducks, you would see a better version of him. I don't know if he'd be the ultra elite goalie that he was, but I definitely yeah, I say, think he would be a quality goaltender. He he had a couple of years there I felt bad for because <laughs> he played so sick and was never in the Vesna con like not even in the conversation because the team was so bad. It's like that guy is doing it all himself. Yep. For a couple of years there. And then they've had a great year this year and he stumbled a bit. Well, it, it, it's just, it's just interesting. Cause when we, I hadn't really thought about it, but when we just kind of laid it out right there, um, I am in the new house. This will eventually look a lot less like a 10 by 10 prison cell. Um, not nah, keep it. It's a vibe. Trust me. <laughs> it's a vibe, yeah, yeah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> well, see, but at least you guys, like, at least there is signs of life in the background. Like, oh, yeah. people are, people have established a, a residency here. Yeah. Jesse live uh, from Antarctica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just need to do like the parent on Facebook thing where it's like, just oh, from here up, yeah. trying Looking to write up your nose. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it, it is just interesting. And again, like we can kind of forget that the Avs are part of all of this, uh, you know, goalie problems beyond this year. It's just uncertainty. Easy to for, it's it's easy to forget because had it not had it not been for Igor Shesterkin playing out of his mind, Darcy Kemper would have has put together a great Vesna argument for himself uh, since December. Uh, yeah, if you want to read all about the argument, just go read my article from the other day because I wrote it. Uh, AJ Rude and I were talking about it, and maybe this is also in the article, so we could just direct. Do you think he's a finalist at this point? Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think he should be. I don't know if he'll get yes, the credit, yes, I don't know yes. if he'll get the credit because of the ads, right? Last year, it was like a weird thing that like there weren't very many good candidates, and this year, you could cluster up the guys two through six or so and say and make an argument for them at various points throughout the year how weird is it that for years now every av up for an award has gotten the argument of well their team's too good it's, it's weird dude <laughs> it's weird I, because it I, was I, like for a while there it was like do the avs even have anybody that could like like Ryan O'Reilly back when it was like maybe the Selkie. Yeah. But like um, one of these big, big, big awards, like, no, they didn't have anybody that could have, that could compete for any of this. It was like the Calder was the only award that we ever cared about right. in Colorado. And then after that, they grew up and never got that much better. And so we just stopped being excited. And now they can't get awards either because. A guy is having an insane season at the same time as we're seeing with Roman Yossi and Kale McCarr, who's going to finish second in the Norris again, or Darcy Kemper behind 
Shesterkin for the Vesna. Yep. Like, and or they get punished for their team being too good. <laughs> like, it's... well, and so I I try not to harp on it because, like, at the end of the day, it really isn't that big of a deal. But like, it it is getting a little annoying. It it kind of is a big deal though because when you were making the argument that Joe Sackick was the bit better star whatever over John Elway, what did oh, you yeah. use? Yeah, that's a great point. MVP. So it's, yeah. these these are these are the legacy things that you look back on in somebody's career and you say, okay, if he was so good, where are they at? Right. Where's yeah. the heart there? Well, and then and then since you mentioned his name, the fact that Joe Sackick hasn't been a finalist for GM of the year the last like three or four years, that is one that like just does actually bother me. Keep in mind how that award gets voted on and when still, it gets voted on. Still so, because like look, if the abs make the final four this year, he's gonna end up as a he's gonna end up as a finalist in an offseason where he didn't really do that. He didn't do nearly as much this last offseason as he's done in previous years. Where it was like, why it's so annoying. Go get Darcy Kemper. And then he was like, GM of the year. He did one thing. Then like, of course he, he could have had a killer deadline or a disastrous deadline. We'll know based on how far they go. All right. All right. Chat. We do have a shirt to give away free shirt from DNVR to give away on the show Mm -hmm. today. One of our new subscribers wanted to give back to the community and offered up the, uh, shirt code that he got with his subscription. So that's what we're doing. So we're giving it away. And what I want you to do in the chat is to type, excuse me, to type the name of a person and the award that you think they should win. I don't care who it is and what award it is. You can tell me Curtis McDermott should win the Vesna if you want, but Go off in the chat telling me who should win what award. A name of a person and the award that they should win. Get it in there. Get your chance to win a free shirt. We'll select a, a winner in just a minute here. We are brought to you by Avaca TV, our sponsor of the Party Bus, by the way, and also our sponsor of being able to legally watch the Avs on your television. So jump on that one. Go get Avaca right now. They're running a special new promo okay. where you can get $10 off your first three months. It's just 25 bucks a month. The first three months, just 15 bucks a month with the $10 off. It's got altitude. So you got your nuggets, your abs, your rapids, your mammoth, all that stuff. It's got AT&T, AT&T Sports Network. Yeah, that's the one. It's got the Rockies. It's got national channels. So they got the Broncos. Uh, it, they got you covered for all of Colorado sports. So check out Avaca TV. Go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. When you sign up, use the DNVR promo code to get $10 off. So it's just 15 bucks a month for live television for the first three months. Jump on that. Be sure to go to avaca.tv slash DNVR to let them know we sent you over there. We're also brought to you by Lightshade. You can get over and get all of your THC and CBD needs from Lightshade. Uh, highly recommend any one of their 11 locations, especially checking out online beforehand to get it scheduled for pickup. You can use the DNVR code there too to get 25% off your purchase. That's buy an ounce, get a quad free, baby. Go over there to lightshade.com to get all that checked out and get over on to some escape artists. They are the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado with ratios varying from one to one all the way up to 20 to one. If you need the heavy stuff, they work extremely well. The creams penetrate deep for deep muscle 
muscle tissue discomfort. Uh, they're not greasy or anything. They rub in really easily and they start working within 10 minutes. So it's a great and easy way to, to deal with some muscle pain or joint pain, other things like that. Go check them out. They have a bunch of different uh, options, including speed strips. That's they just dissolve it right in your mouth. If you would prefer to do it that way, bunch of options, go check them out at Lightshade today. I want to say about that cream, the stuff that the the vendors dropped off at the the bar, I have never used CBD, THC, topical creams. That stuff was legit, like crazy legit. Yep, it works for real. Uh, all right, yeah, here, pick us a winner. Congratulations, Riley. Uh, <laughs> EJ is going to win the Jesse disapproves of this person award. <laughs> Riley, you want a free shirt from the DNVR. Uh, easiest way to do it is message me on Twitter. It's Nathan double underscore Rudolph. Uh, and I will get you the code sent. If that doesn't work for you, you can message me on Discord as well if you're part of the can we, can we, we should, we should weekly segment? We should have. I love a bunch of these fake awards that people yeah. are coming up with. I'm like, these are actually pretty funny. This one's my favorite, obviously. <laughs> I thought we were getting those. They're they're in the works. They're in the works. We we made some actual progress on it. Yeah. Uh, Where the fuck? I, <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for participating in the giveaway. I'm not saying there's going to be more of these, but there might be more of these in the future. Uh, I I'm gonna I might have to come up with a Jesse disapproves of this person award, and we'll just give it away every week on the show. Also, if you don't want to disapprove so much of EJ, go watch my video that I did on him, by the way, out on this very YouTube channel. There were some people that criticized you for it being too harsh, and I was confused by Dude, that. I felt like I was really not harsh in that video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I was a little... I think there's a couple people that are mad that I said his number shouldn't be retired, but there's no way his number should be retired. Yeah. I you want his number retired? Some, you guys... some people do, yeah. Dude, speaking of this, do you guys want a fun fact? Yes. Did you know that of the top 11 scoring defensemen in Avalanche history, four are currently on the team? <laughs> I definitely believe that. Uh, I also would like to point out that you would not believe how many times something along this line has been pitched to me. And I don't know what that says about me as a person. You're super like judgmental, and you disapprove of a ton of shit. <laughs> You're basically just Peter Griffin at this point, all right? You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> yeah, I've had that. I've had that recommended to me. Oh my god, you should do a segment of just you like ranting about stuff, just you complaining about stuff. Just I'm like, hmm. I've been called dramatic, and that is one that I'll wear. I'll wear that one for sure. All righty. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah, and we're just gonna have Jesse start hating on stuff and call it good. <laughs> what do you? We do that already. It's called I conversation. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just happens anyway. Jesse hates everything. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, I do want to. It'd be a really funny like TikTok series where you're just like, you know what I'm mad about today, and it's just like. 90 seconds of you being like, I really hate standing in line for donuts or something so like that. Do you, you want to know the actual random. idea I, that I've had for this? And TikTok series is great. Is just have people send in and ask for my opinion on things. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <God. laughs> I guarantee you right now his rant's going to be about 
all the stuff he's had to do to move into this house. Believe it or not, this has been like the lowest impact move ever so (laughs) far. So I don't want to jinx it, but like this has been like a relatively pleasant experience. (laughs) I called I called him the other day while he was mid-move and he was just like, Yeah, fine. (laughs) So big deal. It's like, yeah. Cool. Jealous. Uh, Okay. I do want to test your forbearance skills. Who gets in? Who misses? Do we still have to do this? Yep. I can't just be like, can we, we're at the end. We can just wait and figure it out. You can't wait. Nope. (sighs) Hold on. All right. So do do I need, do I, do we have to tell you like in what order? No, I just want to, mostly I want to know who misses. All right. I've got, uh, I'm going to go, uh, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis is the three in the central. I'm going to go Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas is the three in the Pacific. And I'm going to go with Dallas and Vegas as my wild cards. You had Vegas twice. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, Dallas and Los Angeles is my wild cards. So Nashville misses in yours. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think we've, I think we've got one good epic collapse in all these crazy <laughs> ass numbers. And instead of getting it in round one, I'm we're getting it in the last two weeks. So your boy Soros just completely forgets how to goalie or what? The, I could just be that they stop scoring at the rate that they have. I it just don't just a little bit. I've got um, I've got the exact same as AJ. Subtract Dallas, add Nashville. Okay, so Dallas misses. So you both think I, one of the Central Five ends up dropping out. I just I just don't have any faith in Dallas the way that they have played this season. Oh, I have all the faith that it's going to be Dallas in the eighth seed so that Colorado can go on a nice, healthy little revenge tour. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fuck yeah. It'd be, like I that. mean, it, how much fun would that be? Like, you get caught, you get Dallas in the first round, you get Vegas in round three. It doesn't really matter who you get in round two. Get Minnesota in round two. Get some, get some yeah. 2012, 2013 revenge. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of revenge to be had against Minnesota. They've they've got a I, lot of big moments against the Habs. I also could see Minnesota's goaltending. Like I, I could I could see it coming unraveled for them in the first round. Not just the goaltending, but just like all the career years. Kirill Kaprizov can only contribute so much on his own. I, I'm here I, for the revenge tour. Yeah. But the Avs can't play the Florida Panthers in the finals if it's a revenge tour year. <laughs> Just so we're aware. Yeah, I don't think there's because a you good know how there's, that goes. There isn't there isn't a good East team for the for any kind of a revenge tour. Yeah. The 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 good revenge story is the Panthers beating the Avs in the finals if we're yeah. talking revenge tour on that front. I'm yeah. super skeptical of the Panthers right now. I'm, so am I. They I make me skeptical. so nervous, man. But without without Ekblad, I'm I think Ekblad coming back will be big for them. Because without him, I'm like, oh boy, they really give up some things. Huh. Is there is there like a team that you guys have attached yourselves to that you're like specifically watching on a regular basis? Um dude, I, I just I I don't know what it is. I I just I love watching Washington. 
I don't know why. I know. I know. I make that same face every time I turn it on. Don't know why. There's a team that I, I enjoy watching. I've very much taken the cop-out answer, but it's it's Tampa for me. If it's not the abs, a three-peat would be crazy. I I just mean in general, like I because like just Tampa's like, been Tampa's been shitty over the last three weeks. Like watching them would be miserable, but because like every night we like go through the games and we're like, mm, what do we want to want? Like tonight, Edmonton, Minnesota. Like that's a that's an easy yes, right? <laughs> like St. Louis, Boston, and then leads into Edmonton, Minnesota, which leads into Tampa Bay and Dallas. Like See, that's I, a Tonight's I, an easy slate. I just when genuinely I, hate watching St. Louis. I do. <laughs> when when I, I get into I, the... I like watching the Pens too. I I like yeah. watching Pittsburgh, man. I just think that they're a good competitive team. I, I've also been watching a lot of Dallas and Vegas lately, just not because I enjoy watching those teams, but just yeah. keeping an eye on the race. Yeah, when, I when watched I, a lot when, of Dallas for that reason, and it's when really... I get into the kind of like what you're talking about when you're going through the games, if there's nothing on that I like am wanting to watch, I literally, I'll just default to like, all right, what games have the best broadcast? Like who, who's the most tolerable to listen to? It's so funny. You bring this up because Z and I, when we flip through the games, we'll pick a game and then we'll go through the, which broadcast do we hate? ESPN plus. No, I'm we're. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, so, cause on e- on ESPN plus, uh, if, if if the stenographer would read that back, he did not perjure himself. Uh, There's no Avaca in Canada, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, on ESPN Plus, it's it's the same thing. Where like when you select a game, it'll give you the choice: Do you want Dallas's broadcast or Nashville's broadcast? And yeah. I always just take the one that uh, I like. I like Dallas's broadcast. Yeah, no, they, really, I, 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 I hate. I always pick broadcast. Them. I, I like their radio guys more than their TV guys, but I find their broadcast to be pretty. I don't like Razor at all. I can the, understand that. He's. The, I think. Uh, I think he just has to be like for you. Yeah. And the way that I felt like a lot of people hated Doc, and I loved Doc. I think he oh just kind God. of has. I think he just has to be oh, like God. for you. Yeah. Well, how do you not like Doc? I mean, that dude. I, I mean, how many how many years confused. in a row did he win play by play of the year at the ESPYS? Like he was. I don't under. I don't understand how anybody didn't like yeah. Doc, but we all have personal tastes. Yeah. Um, there, there are people out there who think that, you know, barbecue yeah. sauce is bad. So that uh, stuff also confuses me. It is bad. See? But if you've <laughs> never heard the Doc Emmerich version of Technologic, go listen to it right now. Okay. Boston, I, I will when we're done. It's so good. <laughs> Boston is one that I can't stand. New Jersey? Just oh, no, I will fired. not. I will not listen to Chico Resch in New Jersey, and I will not listen to Jack Edwards in Boston. Not I will. A a I won't even listen to a Jack Edwards clip on Twitter because my blood pressure spikes. Well, I, and I also just don't get like it's so funny in those two cities in New Jersey and Boston. The color analyst is like the most cliche guy from that city. Like, <laughs> yeah. such thick accent. Uh, you know. Talking about how things are, and they're only that way in in Jersey, only that way in Boston. It's like okay, okay, okay. I also can't stand the Minnesota play-by-play guy. Oh, Minnesota, and it's like I have a lifetime of hating these franchises, so it's just whatever. 
just mm. par for the course. But Minnesota and Detroit have like old guy broadcasts. The Detroit yeah. one is so old guy. Oh yeah. my god! And I'm just like, I, I just sit there and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is. I can't believe they're like they just keep like. I guess Detroit's not very good, so they don't care very much. But I'm like, when these guys are actually competitive again, are you guys really gonna run like these kids out? In front of like these these old dudes that are calling the game like it's still two thousand and four like this this blows my mind. I do love Goldie for for the Panthers. Someone in chat mentioned that I like both Tampa Bay and the Panthers broadcasts. I think I love love Tampa's radio guy. I very rarely listen to it, obviously, but I always love uh, when you get highlight packages or whatever. Since since we're already like just here in this room are there things because when i was at the jets game the other day um i turned to the guy next to me right after the game started and i said so what's the annoying thing in this arena and he was like what do you mean i was like every arena has like one thing about it usually it's when a team uh scores a goal but there are some arenas that just have something like truly annoying that they do and he was like oh i like i like all of it here and i was like oh okay cool like Fair enough. So it's you. And yeah. then and then when the Jets scored, they played this like air raid siren and I was like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> like And then and then I was actually like, "Okay, I don't mind this so much. It's definitely the giant moose mascot banging on a drum." <laughs> Cuz he comes out and he just goes and I'm just like and he bangs on the drum and he disappears for a few minutes. And I'm just like, I hate this mascot There's, That's so probably much. another one of my bad takes. All all drums should be banned from sporting oh, events. No, I'm I just because of just because of the sharp noise and how yep. with the concussion issues in my life, and I don't, I can't do it, dude. The the drum it causes me problems. The I, I, I hate I, it. I hate it. So AJ, I don't know the last time. You and I were just talking about this the other day. You, you, you were working games at the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. Did they have the Selly squad? Yeah. Okay. So they've they've added a bunch of instruments to it, and it's way better. There's like brass now. There's a full drum set. They had a, a guitar last week. And so it's like it's more of like an actual band now, which is way better than just the drums the cringe squad that it started out as yeah yeah it's it's i was actually just talking uh i think with peter baugh about how much better it is now no i'm sorry it was uh jj jerez uh he he and i were he and i were just talking the other day how how much better it it's gotten than when they like when they started last year in the playoffs and it was really obvious that it was just like their answer to the super dope drum line that vegas has yeah um yeah they've legitimized it a lot more so it's actually i do like the vegas drum line um if i have to like a drum line but there's a a bunch of the other stuff that i can't their their pa announcer uh i've said this a few times already but (laughs) i've said this a few times in a few different places but if i if there is an afterlife and there's a hell and i end up there he's my narrator uh He's my he's my Bastion style narrator of my of my afterlife in hell. I I've said this many times and I still love the atmosphere at Eagles games. Someone put cowbells need to go in the chat. Absolutely. Yeah. 
If you, I genuinely get like disoriented and feel like I'm gonna die at Eagles games where they have the cowbells because it's so loud. It's like it's like this is what they do at a CIA black site level of torture. <laughs> I, I, I think all of my all of my arrows games that I went to um, probably made me love the cowbell too much. So I probably will disagree here, but I can understand. I can understand where you're coming from. But yes, Someone... Brad. Brad bringing this up the slot machine noises when they announce <laughs> their goals. Next time I'm in Vegas, I'm gonna try and find that guy, and we're gonna fight. The someone put here the organist. That is one thing that l- drives me bananas about St. Louis. Huh. They score a goal. This real you know deep throaty goal horn. It's like oh my god! It just it sounds horrific i hate it i hate it <laughs> you said something about going to hell and this may be the last thing i contribute to this sh- like today's show <laughs> we may just end it after this would you like to know what i've always thought would be like i guess not funny but but like i was like if if to your point like if there is a hell and i end up there what if it was just like imagine like the worst job you've ever had that you hated you couldn't get out of fast enough and like you die and you wake up in hell and you're just like clocking in for that job and you can never leave you never clock out yeah that's what i've always kind of imagined except to be like except it's your entire existence is narrated by the vegas pa guy and every customer had the cowbell got it add in a narrator right yeah i just there there was this office job i won't like say the company's name i don't want to like put them on blast like (laughs) this place the equivalency to hell for me it was but um yeah i just like if I died and and like came to in that cubicle, then there there is no worse punishment. That's it. That's the max. Terrible. Jesse, on this podcast in an empty room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are and you I in hell, Jesse? I just have to keep coming up with topics, and there's no one here for me to like rib <laughs> off of. <laughs> okay. On that note, I, I think Chicago we're good. gold music is terrible. Like any, nobody uh, likes that shit. Any final thoughts on the playoff Sh- race and such? Chicago's goal song, Nashville's goal song is also horrible. So I'll be honest, this has nothing to do with the playoff race. So I'm sorry, Rudo. I I I'm one of the few, and people will probably hate me for this. I think Chicago's goal song is dope. It's become annoying because of who they are. Um, but I always thought that was a good one them having it makes it shitty but i think it's a good one of course you finally like something and it's a stupid thing to like oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't have any more thoughts on the playoff race i'm done with this i'm excited to watch it honestly like it's cool yeah. seeing colorado kind of so far out that we don't really have to worry about it that much um you're not like fretting over all these games it's just sort of like whatever will be will be there are some teams that match up better for Colorado um, than some other ones, but ultimately, like, you can't be afraid of any of them. The abs have to do work. And I'm excited to see how it plays out because momentum is a real thing, and I'll be curious to see if whoever Colorado gets does it on an upward trajectory or if they back into the postseason and Colorado just waxes them. Well, dude, so I, I guess I guess my my kind of kind of final thought on this is this is a, a drum that Jared Bednar has been pounding for a while now of 
all three series they're going to have to go through are going to be tough in their own way. Each series is going to bring something different that they are going to have to overcome. I don't know if you're going to get any more of the like lay down St. Louis. You guys don't even have a shot. Um, Cause to your point, like I think for a lot of these, the teams that the abs are going to be playing are going to have to be playing at a high level to get in. So those first few games are probably going to be very emotionally charged. Like the abs are going to have to bring it for three series to get to the finals. And then obviously once you're there, obviously that's going to be, you know, a very tough series to win, but um, you know, Montreal is not in the playoffs again this year. So um, it, it, it's going to be really fun. It's, it's, it's going to be tough, uh, you know, for the abs, but I was just telling Hannah's uh, mom this morning, uh, I was, I was over there getting our last couple uh, boxes that she was storing for us. Uh, she was like, so is there, is regular season done? I was like, no, unfortunately, like I just, I just want the playoffs to start because it's it's going to be so fun. Hopefully, yep. It's uh, it'll be a blast one way or another. So, hopefully, you'll stick with us here for the next uh, three weeks. I guess two and a half weeks left in yeah. the regular season. I like that we're like final thoughts on this, but it's like we've got ten games to go. We still have two <laughs> full weeks and yeah. days of the week that we have to get through. We will a thousand percent be talking about this again, probably on Friday. Yeah, every every single time there's a significant change in the standings, Dude, it'll be like, I'll, oh. I'd rather talk about this than injuries. So please, oh, universe, keep trending this way. True yeah. enough. No more injuries. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, pregame, postgame, the usual stuff. Uh, Thursday we'll have a regular show. Friday we'll have a regular friday there's a game no no thursday there's a game sorry and then wednesday friday, and thursday we have games friday we'll have an afternoon show and saturday will be a post game well saturday is gonna be weird because of the party bus yeah but saturday we'll have something yep <laughs> all right we appreciate all y'all and we will talk to you on the next one